So we have a man who decided to walk. He's a very manly man. So, how you going? So, got to get the beater on. Yeah. So we've got a man who's decided to walk from Jerusalem to Jericho. So that's kind of like walking from here to Mornington. I don't know why you'd do that, but the Iron Man guys are doing stupid caves of riding, running, whatever. But then, then some robbers and some thieves come and beat them up, aka colleague supporters, come and beat them up. Beat them up. Beat them up. So, so we have some... That's enough, that's enough. So, wait, wait. So we have, we have these colleague supporters or robbers, whatever you want to call them. They're, 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 beat, they're beating up the men, right? So beating up the men. I hear they even stole her phone and put bad statuses on Facebook on her wall. So, thanks guys. You can keep going. You can leave our, our crippled men alone. Take your thongs, whatever. So, they They just don't take no for an answer, do they, these colleague supporters? Shoo, shoo, shoo. Get some food later. So, anyway, they've got a long they've left you for dead. So he's lying there dead, totally relaxed. And then she's in, she, he, he, it, is in total luck. So in total luck because there's a man coming down the road. There's a man coming up down the road who's, who's, a, who's, a, who's a priest, right? So he's a guy that runs a church, right? And he loves, loves Jesus. So we have Frank. So the Bible tells us, so Jesus tells us that Frank goes up to the man and helps him out, yeah? So Frank's going to go, oh, hang on, hang on. But that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says that the man stops and plays on his iPhone and leaves the guy sitting there lying for dead and then keeps on walking. So we have a man who's supposed to be leading the church and who's supposed to be all over this thing and teaching people about God and how to live the life. And he's highly regarded by people, but he doesn't have compassion. He's just kept walking. But it's not all over here for Bryony or Brian or whatever you want to call him. So it's not all over quite yet. So we have, we have another one. So wait to stand my Levite. So we have a guy called a Levite. Now a Levite was one of those people. It's kind of like a priestly type of guy. So Frank would be the leader of the church and the Levite sort of helps them out with um, keeping the church up to date with the offerings and all sort of stuff. Now that's kind of like uh, today we have people who are doing that sort of thing, love the church and teach people in small groups. So kind of like Craig Williams over here. So we have our Craigie. So Craig is our cool, sweet little Levi, and the Bible tells us that he goes up and he goes to help out Bryony and decides that he doesn't want to RSVP and he's turned around and gone home. So he, he's just left her for dead as well. So here we, we've got two men. We've had the priest, the guy that's supposed to be running the church and know everything about God. We have the second guy who's the next below Frank and he's supposed to be going, you know what, this is how we live, this is what we're supposed to do. And, and he's, and, but neither of them have got compassion. They've left him for dead. And now he's got no hope, right? Two, the two people who thought would help him have walked right past him. And now there's a third guy coming along. Now the third guy, before he turns around, the third guy is a Samaritan. So this is where we get the story of the good Samaritan. So Samaritan is, kind of, is a guy that was very, very close to the Jews, but he was sort of loved by some and hated by others, depending on which uh, part of the border you're on. So it's kind of like, um, turn around, Brody. It's kind of like Carl Sanderlands, right? <laughs> So Carl Sanderlands is coming up, right? So Carl Sanderlands is walking all the way through, and we know the Bible tells us that Brian's trying to get away. That Carl Sanderlands actually kicks Brian, right? He kicks it. Wait, no, whoa, 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 whoa. That's actually not what it says. The Bible says that Kyle, aka Samaritan, Kyle gets down and helps the man. He helps him up on his feet, 
bandages is his wounds, throws in the back of his Toyota um, RAV4, whatever he's got, Mercedes convertible, stretch hammer, and he takes him to the nearest hospital. And then as they go off stage, they take him to the nearest hospital, and then what happens is that he actually says to the doctors, do whatever you need to do to make him well, and I'll pay for every cent of it. Now, this is the man that people love, people hate, but he knew compassion. The man that most people hated and divided opinion was the one that showed compassion. Now, there are so many things you take out of that story. There are only two I want to leave you with tonight. The first one is that compassion is a decision and not an ability. Compassion is a decision you make and not an ability you have. Now, granted, there are people who are awesome and they go out to missionary trips to Papua New Guinea, to Africa, all those sort of things, but they've still got to make that decision to do it. You can't just cruise through life and assume it's going to happen. Now, we tend to to put compassion in a little box and go, okay, so it's feeding a homeless man. It's uh, giving a freezing kid, like that video, giving a freezing kid a coat, giving a chop out and helping him out. But did you know that compassion is actually more than that? It's this society sort of said compassion is helping these people and that's it. But the way I like to define compassion is anything that you do to help somebody who's crying out for help. Just like we saw this photo of Chloe before, crying out when she felt like she was encapsulated in cages, and she couldn't get anywhere. She was crying out for help because she's hungry or she's neglected or she's just hurt. And every time you help someone in that position, you are showing them compassion. Is that cool? The second point I want to take out of that story is that you can't do everything, but you can do something. Say that again. You can't do everything, but you can do something. I reminded of the time that I used to work, well, I still work for Westpac, but it's more local now, but I worked in the city for about six months at one point. And uh, every day I get off of Flinders Street Station where there's the busiest station in Melbourne, there's hundreds of thousands of people every morning go through there. And when you get off the station and you walk through, you can't even see the ground. It's that many people. But it's dead silent. It's a bizarre feeling. It's totally silent because they're all on their iPads or on their phones or reading the paper while they're walking and they're all in their own little worlds. And not one of them sits there and looks at the homeless man who's lying right in front of them, stepping over him, with his starving dog next to him every single morning. Now, after a while, I was, I was challenged because I was doing the same thing. I was caught up in my own thing and I just saw him every day, every day. And I felt God say, you need to do something for him. So I started off to put some spare change in my wallet. So it could have been 10, 15, 20 cents, a couple of bucks, depending on what I had. But I really felt challenged by God to do more. So I made a decision to do something for him. And what I did was every morning when I was putting my, my lunch together, taking it to work, whatever it may have been, I grabbed a music bar every morning and as I went past, I just dropped in his basket and kept walking. Now, I, could, I couldn't do everything. I couldn't pick up man up, take him to Crown Towers, put him up for the night, buy him a whole new suite. I haven't got money for that and I certainly didn't have time before work. So, but on doing that, I did something. I was able to give him this little bit of food that he was able to survive on until the next day. I was able to do something. So that's my example of compassion. That's something that, I, that sticks with me so clearly. It's my example. But there are so many things you could be doing to show compassion to others around you. You could be um, giving to the children's fund at church. You could be standing in for that girl or guy who's just being absolutely ripped out by his mates. You could actually put the Xbox away and spend time with your mum and dad because all they want to do is hang with you. You can do um, the homeless man. You can put some money, money in his cap or pick him up, take him anywhere. All those sort of things are different ways you can help out. What about the other one where you've made an absolute mess of the classroom? And you can actually help the teacher clean it up before, uh, during recess or lunchtime. 
So as I said, this, this week I'm going to leave you with a challenge because it's a bit of a big topic and there's so many different things. Remember the way we've defined compassion, redefined compassion tonight as helping someone who is crying out for help. Not just, just what the world puts up there, but uh, helping someone who's crying out for help. So this week I'm going to challenge you. So I'm going to challenge you to make a decision to do something that will change somebody's life. Make a decision to help somebody doing something to change somebody's life. Let me pray. God, I just thank you for, uh, for the way that you come to us in your word, Lord. Father, I thank you that the way you tell, tell us stories is, uh, is totally countercultural and the way that uh, you teach us in that is just so uh, refreshing, Lord God. Father, I thank you that the opportunity that you give us to, to help people every day and Lord, give us your eyes. Give us your eyes to see those people who are crying out for help because they're hurt, because they're hungry, because they feel trapped and neglected, Lord God. Help us to really step into that and give us the courage to do so because uh, we know that in those situations it can be really hard. So Lord, I just pray that you uh, yeah, give us the courage to stand up. Give us opportunities to, uh, to do that. And I just, I just pray that as we uh, go out to this week, God, that yeah, you really challenge us in a whole new way of compassion. In your name, amen.